Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. I hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Absolutely delighted to have this opportunity to interview Shauna Domelin, who is a transformational medium, a grief and death expert, a Reiki master, a life coach, and the author of an easy to read and informative ebook titled, I Can See Dead People and So Can You. Shauna lives in Alberta, Canada with her daughter, Emma. Her son, Jack, is on the other side. Shauna's specialty is relaying messages from children in heaven, and her passion is teaching mothers how to also connect easily and effortlessly with their children so that they can have peace in their hearts and become inspired to live a life filled with meaning and purpose. I'm looking forward to interviewing Shauna about her heartbreak when she lost her son, Jack, and how she is now watching Jack learn and grow on the other side. Her soul coaching lessons and spiritual workshops, her medium mentorship, her ebook, and more. This is sure to be a moving and enlightening interview. Hey, Shauna. Hey. A warm, heartfelt welcome to the Birth Podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And a big shout out to everyone who, uh, who will be joining us in spirit and here listening and joining in with all their love and all the energy. Can you feel that? Can you feel the energy? I can feel it. Well, it, it's just like amazing. And like, you know, they're all excited because it helps. We're helping a lot of people. We really are. And what a blessing. So let's just, let's begin with this question. You describe yourself as a lifelong medium. Mm -hmm. What made you aware of this gift when you were a child? I love that question. So when I was a little girl, I saw spirit everywhere. And I talk a little bit about this in the book. Um, I saw spirit everywhere and I call them the see-through people. They were all over. It's like I would see my family and my friends and teachers. And, and then I would see these faint outlines and I call them the see-through people. Those were from the spirit world. I saw crossover loved ones, crossover animals. Yeah. I saw angels, spirit guides, different energies all over. And we went to a Catholic school. And I remember starting to ask questions of the different teachers of my family um, and just started to ask different questions around what is this? Are you guys experiencing this as well? Did you hear that? Did you see that? Did you see that guy? He just said something. And of course it terrified people. And it, what I found is the more I talked about it, the further people pushed me away. And it was interesting because after a while I thought, okay, I want friends to have lunch with me. I want people to play with me. And I stopped 
sort of talking about spirit as much, but it was always kind of there in the background. And it's fascinating because you fast forward to today and we've got movies and we've got TV shows and everyone is talking about spirit communication. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it because it is a real gift and capacity. And, you know, I always tell people it's like a, it's like a radio dial, you know, you can tune into the angelic realm, you can tune into the energy, the sacred geometry, and then mediumship is its own special dial. And that's where I specialize in connecting into that specific frequency to communicate with those on the other side. What a blessed gift you have. Do Is anyone else in your family? Where did it come from? Or is it just as particular to you? Oh, uh, I have two sisters who are also beautifully gifted. Um, wow. And yeah, and my grandmother, um, she used to read uh, tea leaves. And so there was always cool. something, something kind of there, you know, and um, it was interesting too, because it's like she always kind of knew stuff. She always knew stuff, but didn't really come out and say, you know, where it was coming from or what was happening for her. And she was very, she was very religious. I mean, she said her rosary every day and she went to church and um, she was, uh, when I first started to really open up, it was my grandmother that came through first, first and foremost, wow. it was like, oh my God, you're here, you're here. What's going on? And then my grandfather came through and he loves to help teach classes. He's got a wicked sense of humor. And so he loves to come in and help teach classes and he's jovial and fun. And my grandmother is just 100% pure, unconditional love. And so when I started to sort of I always knew that there was stuff going on around me, but I didn't quite understand what it was. And I had, you know, panic, panic attacks and I had anxiety and I couldn't go into big crowds and I just knew stuff. And it just, it freaked me out, let alone. Yeah, because you were young and you were being bombarded with the energy. And you didn't know how to manage it. Exactly. And so when my grandmother came through, then, it, then I started to work with different teachers and mentors. And it was like, okay, I can do this. If, if she's here connecting with me and I see her, okay, there's something real to this. They're, they're, wow. And so it was, you know, working with those, those early on teachers that really started to help me connect into my heart and know what was true for me, regardless of the naysayers, regardless of people, you know, making fun and you're crazy and it's this, it's the devil, blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> I got to the point where it was like, nah, I know it's true for me. And, you know, Hollywood has done this fantastic job of, of depicting what mediumship isn't. And, right. you know, that it's scary, absolutely true, right? That it's scary. We're sacrificing goats. We're doing this. We're doing that. It's the work of the devil. No, I mean, when we look at it from an energetic perspective, sure. Is there, is there light energy that we focus on on the planet? Yes. Is there darker energies that are maybe not as supportive? Absolutely. We're aware of it. We don't focus on it. We focus on the light. The light will always beget more light and more love. And, and really the premise of the work that I do is realigning people with their true authentic self. Because when you are connected with your true authentic self, you are that beautiful expression of why you're here, why you incarnated, what you're here to share. And it helps us to connect with everyone that we're meant to connect with. Like Absolutely. And it's so freeing when you finally yes. get there. Oh my, yes. oh my, throw off that backpack of right, stuff, right? Oh my God. Ooh. Now this I love because I guess if I was going to redo my life again, I would probably take spiritual psychology. So tell <laughs> us about your spiritual psychology and coaching background, as well as your personal growth journey that began over 20 years ago. Thank you. I have always had a fascination with personal growth and really how can I be the best version of me? What does that look like? And just before uh, my daughter was born, I was working on my psychology degree. And um, after she was born, about a year after she was born, I was in an accident. 
And through the accident, I car accident, Shauna. I actually rode a zip line and my parachute didn't open. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Oh, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. And so I didn't know, we didn't know the extent of the injuries right out of the gates. It took about six That's years, awful. six years to figure out what the injuries were and what was, what was happening. And it was interesting because as I went to specialist after specialist after specialist, they would say, mm, just accept it. You know, we'll give you pain meds. You know, you're not going to recover fully that kind of thing. And so I had a spinal injury, a spinal cord injury. And I kept thinking in my mind, and I kept hearing, no, there's an answer. You will heal. You will heal. You will heal. So I kept coming at it from that perspective. And so it was through the healing journey that I met my first Reiki master. I met people that did body talk. I met people who were medical intuitives. I met people that knew more about my body than any of the specialists I'd ever seen put together. So then it was like, okay, what just happened? So it was through my healing that I, I met my Reiki master and, and she said to me in one of the sessions, she said, you're going to start offering sessions for people. I said, I'm not touching people. I said, no, I said, <laughs> I'm learning this for me. This is, I, I want to heal. No, I'm not touching people. And she kind of looked at me and she laughed and she said, mm -hmm, we'll see where you are in a couple of years. So sure enough, I had the nudge to go get a bed. I had, and then people started asking, can you do Reiki for me? And I thought, okay, I don't know. I'm new. I don't know what this is. And pretty soon I had hundreds of people booking in wow. Reiki. And then the kicker Irene was that, and, and at this point, I was aware of my spirit guides and my loved ones on the other side. And I really, they were kind of on the back burner. It was through the Reiki sessions with clients, the loved ones started to come through. And so I was like, oh, nicely played universe. It was like, oh my gosh. So one of my, my dearest clients, I, I, I call her one of my golden oldies. I've, she's been with me from day one. She was, she was in to see me for a session. And I looked over in the corner and there was an older gentleman sitting there and he had, you know, suspenders on and he had glasses. And I said to her, I said, there's someone here. His name is Harold. And I said, he's showing me the tractor. He's showing me the farm. I said, he's somehow connected to your family. I said, do you know who this is? And she said, I have no idea. And I said, okay, he's telling me to go home that someone that you are close to will know who he is. And I said, Okay. And so sometimes as a medium, it's like puzzle pieces. We, we don't have all the answers. It's like, right, okay, right. Let's, let, it's like charades. Let's figure this out. So she goes home and she messages me the next day. And she says, Harold is my, um, my husband's grandfather. And she said, my husband went white as a ghost. And he said, you can't make this stuff up. You can't Google that stuff. And so it was, that was the start of it. It was like, Oh, we're on to something. And just for me, it, it was just fantastic to be able to be a part of that. It was like, oh, that happened. I was a, I was a part of that. It was it was absolutely fantastic. And then from that day forward, I was open for business. <laughs> oh my God, what a blessing and what a gift! Wow, that's yes. fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, how did you? All right, so tell us about how you lost your precious son, Jack. Oh, and that's such a big part of your story. And please share what your life was like for you after you lost him. Yes. Tell us about the first time you experienced him on the other side and explain how you're now able to actually watch Jack learn and grow on the other side. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. He's my sweetheart. So uh, my daughter, Emma, is 16. And it was about nine years ago. Um, my husband at the time, he and I, we had talked about having another child. And it was funny because... Um, up until that point, about a year before that, Emma would always say to me, why don't I have a brother? I'm supposed to have a brother. Why is he not here? Is he going to come in your tummy? Like, what's going on? How come he's not here? And then I she was would, getting a message. She was getting the message. And then 
she would she would be you know in her room playing and I would hear her and they're having conversations and I would open the door and she was sitting there with a little boy and I thought oh my gosh what is she doing and then she came downstairs and she said my brother's name is Jack he's coming in and you you just need to go to the doctors and make this happen and so at that point uh we we needed to go through in vitro so we had started to go through in vitro and started the process and and get everything set up and things didn't go according to plan. Things didn't work in our favor. And it was such a shock. I mean, up until that point, there was about a six month window where we'd been working with the doctors and, and, and moving through everything that every night Jack was in my dreams. He was in the house. Um, it was like, he was already a part of our family. It was like, our family's complete. He's coming. We just, we just have to get, we just have to get what we have to do to make sure he goes up. Yes. We just have to get everything lined up. And so the day that the day that they told me that uh, it, it wasn't viable, that that things just didn't go according to plan, it was I was instantly catapulted into shock. It was like, oh, my God, like I couldn't even process. I was just like one minute he was there and we were Emma had her big sister T-shirt on and and we were so excited and we told our family and his name was Jack and he was already a part of our life. And so when you know, I can still remember that the day, the time when they said, you know, no, this, it, I'm sorry, it didn't work. Um, it was just instantly, I was in shock. And I thought I, I couldn't even process what had happened. And it just literally brought me to my knees. Like there's no other way to describe it. And as a medium, you know, people were like, what's the big deal? Just communicate with him. And, and what I teach people is that, you know, when you have such a loss, everything is energy. And for us to be able to connect with the other side, we have to bring our energy up as high as we can and grief weighs it down. It's like a hot air balloon that's just being weighed down. So for two, three years, I was just totally weighed down. I threw myself into volunteering at the school. Um, I worked on different projects. Uh, I totally put the mediumship on the back burner. I, I couldn't even experience Jack. And then I was guided to... And, you know, and I have to backtrack just a bit, you know, like it impacted every aspect of my life and impacted my marriage. It impacted how I parented and I would come home and I'd be bawling and I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I've got the watermelon. Let's go to soccer. Like it just impacted every aspect of my life. And so it was about three years later, I was guided to have a reading with uh, another medium. And in that reading, she said, Shauna, have you talked to Jack? And I said, no, Jack's gone. I can't, I can't reach him. I don't feel him. I don't hear him. He's gone. And to this day, it still gets me emotional. And she said, well, look up, he's right there. And I looked up and I could see this beautiful, majestic angel walking into the room and she was holding this little boy's hand. And he walked right over to me and I just, oh, I instantly started crying. And he was like, mama, it's me, it's me. And so by this point, he was, you know, like a little three-year-old, four-year-old boy is what I saw. And which would have been how old he would have been if yeah, everything yeah. had worked out, right? Exactly, exactly. So there's this little boy standing there and, you know, he's calling me, mama. He's like, mama, I'm here, I'm here, it's me. And um, he said, I have something for you. So he, uh, I don't have one right here on the desk, but he, he reached out his little hand and he gave me a heart rock. And I just froze and I said, oh, is that for me? And he stood there and then, it was like in that moment, that connection was reestablished. It just, for whatever reason, it wasn't there. It was disconnected, whatever we want to look at it as. But in that moment, it was reestablished. And um, 
you know, he stayed a little bit longer and, and I could see the guides. I could see them. When I see the energy connections, they kind of look like fiber optics to me. So it's, I could see them working on the connection between Jack and I, and it was like, I was just flooded with emotion and I could feel him and sense him. And, and then he would come in and visit me all the time. And um, it was the sweetest thing. So he went to leave with, with this angel and they, he turned and he came back and he said, next time I come in, I'm going to bring more heart rocks and you're going to find them everywhere. And we're going to count the freckles on my nose. <laughs> so He was just the cutest little thing. And he looked like me as a little girl. Like he was just, he, it was just the sweetest thing. So he left. And then from that moment forward, I was able to start grieving him. I was wow. able to finally start. I finally understood that he'd been there the whole time. It was just my grief that was preventing me from connecting with him and experiencing him. So then I finally gave myself I gave myself the permission to just fully grieve and mourn him. And, you know, I've lost, um, I've lost loved ones. I've lost pets. I've lost um, family members. I've, I've had lots of loss in my life as, as many people have, but losing a child, you're grieving what could have been, you're grieving the dreams. You're grieving how that child would have fit into your life. You're grieving, watching that child grow up, watching, watching them you know, find their strength and their calling and you're, you're grieving so many what ifs and, and it was just such an such an incredible heartbreak I thought it was going to kill me at one point I just thought I can't live like this this is just, this isn't how I meant to live and so that moment gave me permission to grieve and feel it and work through it. And I always tell people, there's no way around it. You have to go through it. You do. And coming out the other side of it, I have a greater capacity for love. I am reconnected with my son. I connect with him every day. He was just here. <laughs> you know, and it's funny, I just moved and I joke because the movers were like, what is in these boxes? I said, oh, those are my heart rocks. I said, those are fragile. <laughs> Be very <laughs> careful with them. And it's funny because to this day, I find heart rocks everywhere. And those are from my son, Jack. And so I, you know, in all of my readings and the classes and, and the groups that we do, I always like to tell everyone what their sign is from their loved one on the, on the other side, because that is a sprinkling of love from heaven that we have here in the physical with us that gives us hope and meaning to go on knowing that our loved ones are on the other side and that we can connect with them. That's a beautiful thing. So when people talk to you, you can actually tell them what their loved one's sign is for them? Yes. Yes. I love it. And so, and then a lot of times people will be like, I think it might be butterflies. Yes. If you're thinking it's something you're thinking it is, then it most likely is some people it's repeating numbers. Uh, it could be, you know, for me, it's heart rocks. I've met several other uh, moms that have heart rocks as well. Even anything in the shape of a heart. Um, sometimes it's just the shape of a heart. You can kind of see them like there's a cloud that was the shape of a heart or, it's crazy. Feathers, feathers are huge. Dimes. My grandfather leaves dimes. I have a jar full of dimes. I find dimes everywhere. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. So tell me, because you're going to educate me, how is a transformational medium different than an experiential medium? I know what an experiential medium does. We talk to them many, but how is it different with what you do? And do both adults and children decide as souls when they are going to die? Was this like a, something that Jack knew was a plan? Mm -hmm. And do we each have numerous exit points? Yep. Uh, we'll start with, I'll start with the, the second part of your question there. Um, absolutely. I mean, we have several different exit points. Um, throughout our lives. And I have read for so many families where they've called me in the, you know, the doctors have given their loved one that they've got 
hours to live and they call me in and, and they stay. <laughs> They're preparing for their loved one to leave and then they stay for whatever reason. And so um, definitely there are several different um, exit points. Um, that is all part of our soul's journey. Um, you know, I never, I will never say to someone who has lost a loved one, oh, this is just the way it was meant to be, or, um, you know, this is just, you know, sometimes things like this happen. No, this was part of their soul's journey. And sometimes I have the, the knowledge and the awareness as to more of why that happened. And sometimes more often than not, I don't. It's part of their soul's journey. It's part of, we're all connected. We have our soul family is what I refer to it as. We have our soul group, our soul family. And so with Jack leaving the physical with my soul family, Family, it helped catapult me into helping other people. Um, I always look for, you know, the blessing in everything that happens. And so through losing him, it, it, it definitely impacted everyone in my soul family and my soul group. And it helped us all to, I think, show up differently to show up in a different, a different way of, of sharing our love and experiencing that unconditional love and spreading it out into the world. Um, I find that the exit points there, they are predetermined. Um, you know, there may be few of them because like with my husband, I, like he had, he died in a car accident next to me, but he had two fender benders, like about four within the six months before that happened. So one way or the other, that was his, that was the plan. It was time, I guess. And that was, those were his exit points. Those are the exit points. And sometimes when a soul doesn't take that, say, for example, that first exit point, perhaps they, they're waiting for, um, they're waiting for a child to grow up, or there's a soul contract that they're waiting to complete. Um, they're still connected to their job. They want to leave a legacy behind. So they mm -hmm. want to, they're like, no, 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 I'm not ready to go yet. I want to finish this. They're very connected to someone, um, you know, they may want to, and this happens a lot, they may give up that exit point because they know there are babies coming through into the family, there are souls coming in, and they want to be here to experience those souls here in the physical. So there are a myriad of different reasons as to why the exit point um, doesn't they don't activate it or take it or step through it, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, but you know, when they do, it's on a soul level, it's they have completed uh, what they set out to, to work on and complete and experience in this lifetime. Sometimes there's a soul contract. Um, sometimes they wanted to come in and create something and they've created it. So it's done on a soul level. And, you know, there was, um, there was someone I read for years ago and she said, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's really comforting to know that my, my dad is so sad that he left the physical. And I said, he isn't, I said, he isn't sweetheart. I said, when we leave the physical, we are back home. We're back where we came from. And I said, we are surrounded in unconditional love. They become your greatest fan, your greatest support. They will help you through the grieving process. Absolutely. But they're not in any pain. They, I ask loved ones to, to show themselves to me at their happiest. So sometimes we have to piece together who it is. I did this. That's one great that you do that. I love that. Right? It's so cool. There was this one reading where this, this beautiful soul, this beautiful spirit came through. She was gorgeous. She had fiery red pin curls and she had this beautiful green flowing dress and she was dancing. And I thought I'm, I'm describing what I'm seeing and what she's telling me. And uh, you know, the people that were here for the reading, they, they had no idea who I was talking about. And I said, her name is Ruth. I said, would you please go home and, and ask your family members? I said, she's connected to your family. So they went home and it was her, um, her great grandmother that she hadn't met before. So they pull out pictures and there she is. And they send me the pictures and I'm like, 
Wow. I can't make this up. (laughs) You can't make this up. (laughs) I can't make this up. I can't make this up. And you know, it's, it's, I love giving, I love giving, I love giving things. I always tell my guides, you need to give me things that I can't Google. There's no way I could know this information because we're, we've got social media. People are sharing their stories. You need to give me the evidence, the validation that they need to hear so that we can give them that that moment where they can see the possibility of it being real. It's not my job to convince people. I just give them the possibility, the opportunity to see that it's real and to experience something more. And part of the work that I do is transformative in that for the people that are guided to come and work with me, I, I have the grief counselor background. I've lost my own child. Mm. I know everything that that encompasses. I know firsthand what that feels like. So it can, it can be relatable for people. They feel safe. I love to, if they're willing to, and they have to choose it, take them through a transformation. If they're willing to, if they're willing to come in and meet me and set into the energy, we can shift and we can change things depending on what they're comfortable with. I always can say- you give me an example of that? Like how have you how have you yeah. changed something for someone? So I had a I had a mom that came to me and, and any of the stories that I share, I always like to tell people I have permission to share. I don't everything is confidential. You can change your name if you need to or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I always tell people, you know, I have permission for people to share the stories and, and whatnot. So I had a woman that um, her family had reached out to me and she said, um, her her sister had reached out and she said, you know, I don't know what it is. Like she's just, my sister just isn't right. We're not sure what it is. Um, you know, we'd like to buy a session for her as a gift. And maybe, you know, she could have some Reiki or maybe you could help her. We're not really sure, but you know, is that something that you could do? And I said, absolutely. If she's open to it for sure. So they, they, they got the session for her. We booked her in and she came in to, uh, to my, my room. And I, at that point I said to her, I said, okay, so, and I always, you know, I'll tell people, it depends on the spirits and how the energy is working that day, but oftentimes there are names. They tell me who's here. I said, there's, there's a Raymond here. Um, there's a Tyler here. I've got a Simone here. Looks like there's a pup here. You lost a dog when you were little, there's a dog that's here. And then Um, I said to her, and then there is a Samson who is here. And as soon as I said Samson, she started crying and she cried for about half an hour. And I, my my training and background, when someone is crying, you let them cry because if you stop, you're, you're, you're blocking whatever healing is available at that time for them. So I just stood back and I, I just let her cry and release. And then she looked up at me and she said, that was the name of the baby that we lost. And she said, we hadn't told our family and friends yet. She said, I've miscarried it about four months. And she said, she said that just, she said, no one knew his name. No one spoke of him. She said, no one knew. And she said, I've just been utterly lost ever since. So then the second part of the session, we were able to give her her messages, able to confirm with her that, yes, if he had come into the physical, um, you know, he would have had, um, he would have had different um, illnesses or disabilities, or there would have been something, something bigger, and he didn't want to live like that. And so as part of his soul's journey, um, he chose not to come in. And um, it was, I think it was about two or three days later, um, her husband called and he said, I don't know what you did but you gave me my wife back. You gave me my wife back. I don't know what you did. I don't get the voodoo that you do, but I just, I said, whatever you call it, I don't care. Um, 
And so, yeah, that was amazing. And so she has since had, I think she's had five babies and <laughs> she's gone on to become a teacher. And she just, you know, and it's, I see her, you know, she usually comes in once a year, her husband has come in and it's just, it's, he's, been, not, he's not calling it voodoo anymore. No, he's not calling it voodoo. He jokes. He's like, I need, <laughs> I need to come in and get some voodoo. I said, okay, Tuesday at five. I'll see you. <laughs> so, yeah, I, and I have fun with it, you know, of course, but yeah, that was, that was one of my most memorable special moments and you know for women who have lost children whether it was stillborn miscarriage the IVF failure whatever that is you know I love to give them I love to give them the dignity and the honor that you you experienced a loss just because that baby wasn't here in the physical doesn't mean that that love wasn't real absolutely you, you gave birth to that love already you gave birth to the energy you've given that child life here in this reality they just didn't have the physical body to go along with it so i love to give women that comfort and that knowing and that healing so again the work that i do is transformative it's just i'm able to see exactly where that soft spot is sitting and we're able to look at that and whatever they need to heal, to shift it, to honor it, to it's sacred work, you know, and I always say that to people, it's sure. Is it fun to tell someone that, you know, uncle Charlie's still a bit of a pervert. Yes. He's on the other side, still a bit of a pervert. And he, you know, he's cheering with a rum and Coke. Yes. Is it fun to give little snippets of information like that, that get people howling? Absolutely. Um, but the work that I love is is really opening up someone's heart, helping them to heal, helping them to find hope and meaning and purpose in their life again. Because our loved ones, they're at peace on the other side and they want us to live. They're still having, and they're still, and they're still them in a lot of ways. I mean, they have healing to do too. I know that they go through a lot of healing also. I think that's probably a choice in some ways too, um, you know, but uh, you're talking my language because this is about healing and rebirth. And you helped that woman to rebirth herself. She, yes. she had a whole new um, transformative life. She, her, she transformed her life. That's wonderful. Thank you. So tell me what inspired you, and I'm getting, I'm trying to understand, what inspired you to specialize in connecting moms with their children in heaven? What a blessing that you do that. And please also describe your Growing Up in Heaven program with the seven steps you created that help mothers learn how to connect easily and effortlessly with their children on the other side. Can people use this for other people in their lives besides children also? They can. I'm actually, I'm actually in the process of putting together sort of a generic um, program that anyone can use. And, you know, you can connect with an animal, you can connect with a loved one. We do, uh, I do a, a guided meditation. Uh, we usually do them every couple of months where we come together and it's whoever you'd like to connect with. It's a child. It could be a loved one. It could be fabulous an animal. Yes. And so it's, it's the same process that we take them through and we journey them and we cross them over and then they experience their loved one. And so are you going to have a link to all that? Because I would love to send that through. Thank you. Yes, I can. Podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people would really value that. Yeah, absolutely. I will. I will send you that link for sure. Um, we don't, I'm not sure if we have the next date set up, but I can get you that information for sure. I would, I would be so we'll just work it out. It, yeah. it would just be, so, it's such a blessing to be able to get that to, for people to be able to do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, and not just with children. I mean, with, with yeah. if they lose a husband or wife or a, you know, whatever. It's exactly. A beloved pet. It's, mm -hmm. It opens up to anything. So what I always tell people is that you don't need to be a medium to go to connect with your loved ones on the other side. You don't. Oftentimes we reach for mediums like what I did um, when I wasn't, 
I wasn't able to make the connection. I wasn't able to experience Jack. And so I needed help to facilitate my healing and my connection. So we, um, with the pro, so with, it sort of started to, you know, for the longest time after I lost Jack, it was like, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to, no, I just didn't want to, no, I, I just, no, it was just, no, it's just something that happened and we move on. And then I started to get clients that were booking in who had lost children. And then it just started to, you know, again, the universe nicely played. They just started to bring in, you know, all these different moms and parents that had lost children. And it became 99% of my clientele is, you know, it became moms, moms that had lost children. Mm-hmm. And there is something very special that I am very blessed to be able to share with mothers that I've lost a child. So it's not just a book on a shelf or a course I've taken or something I've trained in. It's I've lived it. I know what the heartache feels like. I know that you feel like you're heartbroken. You don't know how you're going to go on. You'd rather be in heaven with your child or whatever that looks like for you. And so I understand firsthand what that feels like to experience the loss, to go through the grieving, and then to rebirth, rebuild, and create a life that I love without my son here in the physical. And so we started to put together, um, we started to do the the meditation nights. And so in the meditation night, uh, again, we go through group meditation and I journey everyone across the rainbow bridge and they experience a loved one depending on how their gifts work. And we, we go through all of this in the evening. And so then I thought, wouldn't it be neat to teach people how to do this? Wouldn't it be neat? And then I, ha- I started to get people asking me, can you teach me? And I started to do one-on-one sessions and little group sessions. I thought, okay, what if I were to put together a program? So it's seven separate modules and it starts with your soul connection. Your connection with self is the first and foremost. That's the most important connection. And then we introduce you to your spirit posse. Then we introduce you, we start to look at a little bit more of your healing. Is spirit posse also like guardian angels and the are they your relatives? Are they guard? I mean, is it just the whole the whole team, or are they specific, specific, specific guys? So the way I see it is, is you know, we all have this team, and so um, you know, any number of us can have. We can have hundreds of angels and benevolent beings and energies, and so our spirit posse are specific to mediumship. So, for example, I work with Archangel Michael. So Archangel Michael is one of my main guides. I also work with Archangel Azrael. Uh, I also work with Archangel Jophiel and Archangel Raphael. And so my work is, is heavily um, supported and, and loved with the angelic energies. And so through the program, we help you to understand um, who your main spirit guide for mediumship is, because we have spirit guides that specialize in different aspects of our life. So for when I, you know, when I'm doing accounting, it's, hey, I need the accounting guide, please. And, you know, or when I'm cooking my grandmother's cookies, you know, usually she'll come through and help me, but I'll say, hey, I could use some help here. So we have different guides that, that specialize in different aspects. And so we have specific guides that will help us with mediumship and helping us connect. So we have, through the program, we have a guide that will come in and help um, they will help bridge the gap at, with the connection with your child. Um, they will be helping on the other side to, you know, enhance the connection. And I also teach the importance of raising your vibration. You know, I tell people, you know, if you imagine how quickly, you know, when you turn the light on, you turn the, the you, you flick the switch, how quickly that current travels to illuminate the light in the room. That's how fast spirit moves. So we have to raise our vibration as much as we can. And when we're sitting in grief, those are heavier emotions. It's a denser energy. Pulls you down. Mm-hmm. 
It does. And so I teach people how to raise your vibration. We raise it up as high as you can. And then it's easier for spirit to connect and make that connection and for us to experience them on the other side. And so we take them through a seven step process. And uh, I know firsthand that it works. Uh, we have yet to have anyone say it didn't work for me. I know that if you follow it step by step, go through all seven steps, you will experience your child on the other side. We also help people understand how spirit connects. How is your child going to connect with you? How do your gifts work? Which one is your strongest? How cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll know, okay, well I'm, I'm clairvoyant. So I see things. Okay. So your child is going to utilize that to let them know that they're with you. You may see them. You may see repeating numbers. You may, their sign for you might be feathers or dimes or ladybugs or dragonflies. You're going to start to see them everywhere. And so I help people to understand how spirit communicates with us. And so then they know what to look for. And then there's a piece on grieving um, that we bring in the angelics to help with, uh, with the healing. And then uh, the big, the big main event uh, module seven is um, journeying across the rainbow bridge to experience their child. And I just, it's just, it's so, it's so amazing to hear from people. They're like, Oh my God, I did it. <laughs> I didn't think I could do it. I did it. I did it. And I experienced this and I saw this. And, and, and then what's amazing is that we've made that connection. And once you've made that connection, Oh, spirit is going to interweave into your world in so many beautiful, magical ways that I, I'm to this day, I'm still honored and blessed to be a part of the sessions and the groups and just to be able to make that connection is it that just lights me up. That's my purpose. That is so cool. You're empowering people all over the place. That's fantastic. Thank you. Taking them right out of their deep distress, mm -hmm. giving yeah. them hope and everything. Yes. So you have got such balance and some, you're so balanced and you've got such balance and simplicity also in your easy to read and understand ebook titled, it's an arresting title. I can see dead people and so can you. So <laughs> here are three questions that are inspired by your ebook because I really enjoyed reading it. How does the spirit world make the connection with mediums and others? Who are the members of our spirit posse, which you just sort of answered? And how do they help us in our lives? And what else would you like everyone in our grief and rebirth audience to know about your ebook? I can see dead people and so can you, so that they'll be sure to get a copy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the, the shortened version is, is how does the spirit world connect with us? Um, we have main spiritual gifts. And so we've got clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. We've got clear audience, which is clear hearing. We've got clear sentience, which is clear feeling. And we've got clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. So I may see spirit, like I said earlier, you know, I may mm -hmm. see a see-through version. I may hear mama and I know it's Jack. Um, I may feel like I, I heat up or I get goosies. Like I feel in my physical body when it's Jack, I just feel my heart warm up. Um, I, um, you know, and with the clear cognizance, it's like, I just know. It's like, I just, I don't know how I know. I just know it just drops. So there are four main gifts. There are other spiritual gifts way that spirit communicates with us, but those are the four that we like to focus on. Um, and so spirit will find any number of ways to connect with us. If you can imagine, you know, in those, in the CSI um, show where they've got, you know, the interrogation room, and then they've got that mirror and behind the mirror, the guy, the detectives are listening to what the guy's saying. That's kind of how spirit that's, that's the analogy I love to give people about spirit because they can see what's going on in our world and they're watching their greatest fans are at the birthday parties. They're with us. They're holding us when we're grieving and they're looking for ways to connect with us. 
And so it could be through our dreams. Dreams are huge, huge, because our logical mind isn't running through its lists of all the stuff it needs to get done. So dreams, um, anytime that, you know, my guides will communicate through uh, clear audience. So again, I'll hear Jack, I'll hear different messages. I'll hear, um, you know, you need, need to turn the radio on, I'll turn the radio on and there's my song playing, or, you know, I need to turn the TV on and there's the exact show I need to be watching at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the clear cognizance, you know, oh, wait a minute, I need to go get that book. I'll pick up that book. And so many people have this happen. I pick up this book and I open it right to the, the sentence I need. Ah, there it is. Um, and so there are a myriad of different ways that they will, they will connect but once they make that connection with you watch it just it's it it will just start to perpetuate you know um there was a a client of mine she went out one day and and she said before she went out her sign for her daughter was feathers and she said I would love a feather today baby girl I'd love a feather so she went out and she got in the car there was a feather on the seat um she went to the bank and the bank lady had feather earrings um (laughs) she wow yeah, yeah, she was just just blown away by it. And so again, once you are once you really start to open up to the possibility of the spirit world, they will start to come in more and more and they'll find different ways. And of course, we have free will. So if we decide no, it's a bunch of BS and and it's voodoo, no. Okay, well then they can't come into your world as much. So it's when we have that open open heart and that that the idea that okay, what else is possible? What else is possible? And with the naysayers, it's interesting. They they want me to talk about the naysayers a bit. With the naysayers, again, I'm not here to convince people. I'm not here to make people see that what my way is the right way and your way is wrong. No, it's follow what's true in your heart. And and you know, people that say, you know, I had this one one gentleman that came in with his wife and he sat there with his arms crossed and he just kind of looked at me and right. <laughs> And at the end of the session, he said, or were there any messages for me? And I said, yeah, I said, you're too hard on yourself and you need to just let go. There's nothing that you could have done differently. And I swear it was, it was mind blowing to see a 300 pound man break down crying because he had such grief and guilt that he should have been able to do more to save a son's life. And so I just love to be able to watch people experience that. I, I love to be able to watch people um, connect into something that is real for them. I love to, for them to feel it, just to feel it and be open to the possibility. That's it. That's, that's all. So amazing and healing. Tell us about your soul coaching sessions and soul how they help your clients to heal. Well, we've sort of heard a little bit, but go ahead. <laughs> so the soul coaching sessions are, um, I love to, you know, it's funny. I used to say years ago, I I said to my girlfriends, I wish I could take pictures of clients before they came into their session and then take a picture of them after. Because after the session, I would always look at people and say, there you are, you're all sparkly again. I could see the sparkle in their eye. And so what I love to do is it's really soul- it's illuminating their soul. It's, it's reconnecting them with their truth, their authentic self, what works for them. I find that whenever we are really struggling, that we've, we've come out of alignment with that, that all knowing part of us. And so the premise of the work that I do, along with the mediumship is realigning people with what's true for them and reigniting them, you know, what are those dreams and hopes in your world? And, and what is it that you're working toward? And what is, is there a legacy you'd like to leave behind? And what are your spiritual gifts? And, and I mean, there's, there's not going to be anyone else on the planet like you, Irene. So you are here making this incredible impact with people, which is absolutely fantastic. And I like to tell people, there's not going to be anyone else like you on the planet. What would you like Mm -hmm. to share with the planet? What gifts do you have? What, what are the callings in your heart? And 
so that's what I help people to recognize and sort of gain clarity around. And, you know, one of the, one of my favorite teachers is Tony Robbins. He says, you know, um, you know, if you're not making progress in one area of your life, you're not living. So I always find at least one area of their life where they're making progress and we start to build on that. Doesn't matter how small it is. Doesn't matter how insignificant they think it is. No, we're going to start building that. And we're starting to train the neural pathways. We're starting to, you know, look at the conversations they're having. They're starting to, you know, I give mantras and I always tell them spirit gives homework. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> do. I know that. They do. Spirit gives homework. And like I tell people, if you do the homework, right, I'm going to give you the homework. If you do the homework, then the next time we get together, we can start from a different vantage point. But if you don't do the homework, then we've lost that window of opportunity and we kind of have to start from square one. So just, you know, come along for the ride and, and continue to work with me. And so I love, I love to, to give people the tools and empower them. I call it their spiritual toolbox. And so during the session, we are filling their spiritual toolbox so that you know, when they don't have me there with them, they can still, you know, find the tools and, and use different techniques. And, you know, it gives them um, a recipe, if you will, to, um, you know, handle things that come up. I mean, yeah, we're always going to have difficulties. We're always going to have stuff that happens. Um, but it's also how we choose to navigate and how we choose to rebirth. And I love that. We're rebirthing, we're choosing, we are, I always tell people, you know, suffering is a choice. You can get up in the morning and choose to suffer, or you can get up to choose, choose to plug into some delicious energy. Like I, just before our, our call today, um, you know, Jack was here and I was just all giddy, bubbled up with his energy. And so it's all energy. And what I love to teach people how to connect into it, how to experience it, how to allow it into their life. And, you know, people, a lot of the naysayers are like, oh, it's, it's not real. And I, I always say to them, well, how do you know you're breathing oxygen? Can you see it? Can you touch it? Can you That's a great it? analogy. Do you teach people online by Zoom and all of that kind of thing? I do, yes. And we're um, we're just we're we're starting to look at opening up classes and doing a little bit more in person. I miss my in person. I'm a hugger. I miss I miss seeing everybody in person. But yes, I have clients around the world, and I'm very grateful for for Zoom because it gets we're able to connect and see each other and experience the energy with one another. And I tell people the energy is the same no matter what. You know, if you're sitting here in the room with me or you're in New York, the energy is the same. The energy is exactly the same. Now, tell me about your workshops. You've got one called Sacred Geometry and another called Unlock Your Mediumship. So we've kind of touched on the Unlock Your Mediumship. What is Sacred Geometry? There are a lot of people who have not a clue. And what does that do for people? Sacred Geometry is, it's fantastic. I am a Sacred Geometry nerd. I will say that. Um, if any of you have seen the movie, Dr. Strange, it's the most recent Dr. Strange Oh, I can't remember, um, Cumber, I can't remember his last name. Um, uh, he was an actor. He was on um, um, Sherlock Holmes, fantastically gifted uh, um, actor. Anyway, um, if you have a chance to watch um, Dr. Strange, that is what sacred geometry is all about. Sacred geometry is energy. And so as an example, um, if you take a, a ball, a ball, uh, in sacred geometry, the shape of the ball represents getting the, the energy moving. So a ball represents movement. And then if we add different colors to the ball, we're adding different aspects of it. So for example, in my healing work, if I have a sphere or a ball that we've colored fuchsia, that's the energy of joy. 
So that energy is infusing into uh, the aura around the person and is facilitating the healing. So as we do with Reiki, Reiki is all about energy. It's I'm the channel, I'm channeling in Reiki, and I'm, I'm just filling up and, and kind of topping up everyone's energy. So, you know, when we're stressed, we're in the midst of a pandemic, we've lost a loved one, um, you know, maybe we're going through a divorce, we've got all sorts of different things happening in our world, our energy is depleted, whereas sacred geometry and Reiki, they fill people back up, they just fill you back up. And the sacred geometry, we do grids. So we do chakra grids. So we utilize the sacred geometry energy uh, with our chakras, those are our seven main energy centers. And then we do manifestation grids with the sacred geometry. So we can sell property, we can magnetize more money, we've magnetized mates. Um, <laughs> we've done all sorts of fun stuff. So it is, I'm a nerd with sacred geometry. Oh my God, what fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so much fun. And then the unlock your mediumship is um it's 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 a foundational class. I love to teach foundational classes and give people the foundational tools to connect in with their mediumship in their own way. I'm not you know, like any other medium on the planet. I don't try to be, I, you know, I teach people the foundational pieces, how it works. And then we start to, you know, look at how it works for them, how to tweak it, how to enhance it, and then start to really develop their confidence to know that they've made that connection. And that is so rewarding to be able to know that people are, are they're making that connection and that the connection is real and, and that they can do it on their own is fantastic. And people always say, well, you're going to, you're, you're not going to have a job if you keep teaching people how to do it. And I, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I, with I, all the trillions of people on this planet, there'll always be new people who want to learn. Exactly. And you know, it's so funny that people say that. Cause it's like, it's like, no, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, there's no one like me and there isn't anyone who's going to do mediumship the way that I do it. And I said, I honor everyone else, every other medium on the planet. It's a beautiful gift and capacity and, and we're all different and unique and you're guided to whoever you're meant to work with. And, you know, I always tell people, follow what's true for you, follow what's true in your heart. If it feels light and bubbly, like champagne bubbles in your heart, then that's a yes from the spirit world and follow that. And if it feels heavy, like a no, then you need to maybe listen to that as well. And so it's an invitation, you know, and it's not just, um, it's not just sacred geometry or Reiki or mediumship. I mean, there's so many other aspects and avenues to um, spirit communication and the universal energies. It's really all about wow. connecting into those universal energies. That's cool. <laughs> you of all people, tell me what your message is. Why should people in our audience care about getting healed, about the importance of healing? Why should they do that while they're here? this time around healing i can speak from my personal experience i know that staying stuck in the grief and holding on to the story that i lost my son and you know it's i find a lot of people myself included we can get stuck in the story of well, i could have done something different and there was guilt and and anger i mean i was angry at god i was angry at my husband i was angry at doctors i was angry at everyone and and there really came a point where I thought, I really, I don't want to feel pain anymore. I don't want to feel this pain anymore. There's got to be something else I can do with this. And that was when I started to work through it. And in working through it, I rebirthed a different version of me. I remember people saying, you're different. Something shifted with you. And it's going through that. I came out the other side of it. And I've, I have a closer connection with God. I have a closer connection with myself. I know what's true for me. And I know it's possible for other people. 
And I know that we're not meant to suffer. Our divine birthright is joy. We're meant to experience joy and love. And, you know, people used to always joke and say, are you on something? Like, you're always so happy. Like, what, what are you doing? And I'd say, I'm choosing joy. I'm choosing to find beautiful things to focus on. Whatever we focus on is what's going to create more in our life. I don't want to create pain and suffering. And, and so for me, you know, working through, I love how you call it rebirthing. Um, I always say to people, when you work through the grieving process, you're no longer healing, you're no longer feeling heartache and pain, and you're able to connect with your child on the other side or your family members on the other side, and you're able to create a life you love with them alongside you because love never dies. Love never dies. That is so beautiful, Shauna. That's so beautiful. Um, Tell us all the ways that the members of our audience can connect with you and get your ebook. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you can find me on, I'm on Facebook, Shauna DeMellon. I'm on Instagram, Shauna DeMellon. Spell Demellen. that, spell that, oh, spell that. Okay, okay, okay. Shauna DeMellon, S-H-A-U-N-A, DeMellon, D-O-M-A-L-A-I-N. And on Instagram, Shauna DeMellon, spelled out like that with medium, Shauna DeMellon medium. Um, my website is livealifeyoulove.org, L-I-V-E-A-L-I-F-E-L-O-V-E.org, O-R-G. Um, those are the main avenues that you can connect with me. You can reach out, email, call, whatever that looks like. And uh, how do they get your book? The book is on the website. So livealifeyoulove.org. It will be up on Amazon before the end of the week. So you can, you can look for it there as well. Yes. And um, absolutely. And, you know, I always tell people, if you have any questions, definitely reach out. Um, I'm, you know, we've got uh, different meditations coming up. We've, uh, I work one-on-one with people. Uh, We've got programs, we've got all sorts of different resources. And if you have a beautiful story you'd like to share with me, I would love to hear it. Uh, how beautiful. And what is your tip for finding joy in life? My tip for finding joy in life is focus, focus on what lights you up. When you find what lights you up in life and you hang on to that and you cultivate it for me, it's, it's my connection with the other side. Absolutely. Um, it's those beautiful moments and, and it's gratitude and, really it's about what lights me up. It could be something as simple as some chocolate and a coffee. It could be spending time with my girlfriends, with my love bugs, but what really lights me up is the energy. And so when you find energy that brings you joy, whether it's, it's uh, the Philharmonic or it's going to theater or it's, you know, spending time with your loved ones, whatever that, that energy is, as we're moving into, you know, the Christmas season, you know, what is that magical energy that you can connect into that is so uplifting, that lights you up, that helps you to feel peace in your heart. That is what I, what I tell people to strive for. When you find those little snippets of time and, and everybody has them, people say to me, I don't have anything. We can find something. Absolutely. It could be a pet. You know, some people just get so lit up with their pet and, and with helping people or, or being a secret Santa or, you know, singing and dancing. And we are here to express our soul. And when we are not creating and expressing our soul's expression, we're not living. So it's really about finding ways to express your soul. And again, there's no one like you. We need you. The world needs you. The world needs your energy. My energy is different than your energy. And so cultivating all of that beautiful energy, we come together and we can, we can create such magic. We can create such possibilities. Yeah. 
especially when there's uh, you hear so many things that are downers today and here is such an uplifting message for everyone that's fabulous shauna what a blessing truly to know that your precious son jack's soul is in a state of growth and expansion as he continues to learn and grow on the other side thank you for paying this forward by teaching grieving mothers to connect with their children easily and effortlessly and actually you teach many people to do this not just mothers thereby helping them to move from grief to relief so that they can experience peace in their hearts once again my heartfelt thank you for this incredible healing work you contribute to our world. For your insightful and informative ebook, I Can See Dead People and So Can You, and for this truly moving and enlightening interview. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all Grief and Rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com and make sure to follow us and like us on social at at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. As I like to say, to be continued, many blessings, and bye for now. Mm -hmm.